Well, I suppose in some ways we're not surprised. Um, you have somebody who uh, has to judge, uh, uh, makes a, a judgment on themselves, and lo and behold, uh, he finds he's not biased. So we're not probably that surprised. Um, you know, this is a political um, witch hunt, this Royal Commission, and uh, the way it's been conducted in terms of reference, the uh, way in which um, they've uh, dealt with witnesses and information, um, the one-sided nature of the whole Royal Commission has been... Uh, from go to woe, uh, a political event. And so today is just a, a, an extension of, of that um, sort of activity, that sort of behaviour. So we're not surprised. Now, for the benefit of our listeners, because it's probably something that does seem quite complex, maybe a bit intimidating, it's all very legalistic. People might think, oh, it's a bit beyond me. You know, what What is this all about from your point of view? It's been in the news a lot, of course. So you'd describe it as a, as a politicised commission. I suppose to play devil's advocate for a moment, what would you say in response to the claim that, well, if there's corruption in the construction industry, in the construction union, surely there does need to be an investigation uh, into that? Well, uh, first off, we want to be very clear that uh, the CFMU it's, has always, um, you know, has a track record of that where we find corruption, we deal with it um, quickly and swiftly. We don't tolerate corruption in, in our organisation. If we um, ever come across uh, an official or anybody else who looks like that they're not working on behalf of members but working on behalf of the employer, um, this, you know, we we would we have and we will move on it. Um, we don't tolerate it. Um, and what we've always argued is that if there are complaints uh, and if there is evidence, that should be referred to the appropriate authorities, that being the police or other authorities um, who've got the powers to deal with it. What we don't need is an $80 million Royal Commission, which basically um, really just targets um, a whole range of activities of the union and, and often in, well, has included our legitimate uh, role of increasing wages and conditions of our members, of protecting our members' safety, um, uh, organising uh, the industry in which industries in which we work in. And so clearly the Royal Commission has a, a bent that uh, that, uh, you, that somehow union activity in itself is um, uh, not uh, not condoned or supported. And so, you know, this is part of the government's attempt to criminalise uh, union activity and uh, so the commission itself has been certainly a waste of money. And, you know, again, we make it very clear that if there's evidence of wrongdoing, it should go to the police. Um, if the evidence is brought to us, we'll deal with it quickly. We've got zero tolerance with uh, anybody involved in corruption amongst our officials. Um, it's not what we're about. What we're about is looking after workers, looking after our members and hopefully uh, contributing to the community. One of the other objections uh, that your organisation would have to the Commission is it's uh, extremely skewed, to put it mildly, really, in favour of targeting the union rather than corruption in the construction industry more generally, by which I mean corruption from some of the, the big companies. I appreciate you don't want to get in legal hot water by necessarily naming some of those companies, but certainly the money for alleged corrupt union officials has to come from somewhere, the bribery has to come from somewhere and it logically has to come from those uh, the executives of those big construction companies I mean, if I could ask you, I suppose in general terms to address that question of, of what level of crime and corruption is there from the construction companies themselves Well, I mean, what we're aware of is that um, the biggest problem we have in the construction industry is that um, is that we have a high level of insolvencies and if you have a high level of insolvencies that's uh, people going broke, people being owed money uh, then you attract the wrong sort of people around the place um, when it comes to uh, collecting debts. And really, if the government really wants to help reform the construction industry and make sure it's a, a better place to work in, and something that we try to do in as a union, the 
And what we've really got to do is issue about insolvency is where companies are going broke, left, right and centre. Um, small businesses and inside business businesses not being paid because larger construction companies are not paying on time and these sorts of things. So, you know, construction industry, like most industries in Australia, most industries in Australia are normally, you know, law-abiding, good people working it. There is an element of sometimes of people who don't do the right thing. We have that part, of, you know, a little bit of that as well in construction. There are things in which we can do to minimise um, unsavoury types of people involved in the construction industry. If the government's serious, they could work with us on it, but they don't, they're not interested in that. And uh, clearly, from our point of view, that's what they should be dealing with. They should be dealing with uh, issues to do with non-compliance of superannuation, non-compliance of proper payments, non-compliance of work cover being paid, non-compliance of safety laws being implemented. Uh, those are the sorts of things. Non-compliance of tax being paid. They're the sort of issues that the government should be working on. They should be working with the stakeholders, both legitimate and reputable builders, as well as the union, so you can make this industry a better place to work for everybody, both employees and workers. But, of course, the government's not interested in that. What the government's interested in is maligning, uh, demonising the CFMU and other unions in the construction industry because we're the political opponent. And one of the reasons they um, target us is because when it comes to standing up to this government, we're very effective at what we do. And that's what gets, under their, gets uh, up their nose. That's what gets under their skin. And so they, therefore, organise an $80 million Royal Commission to try and target us and other unions and unions they think are effective. We are speaking to CFMU National Secretary Michael O'Connor and you are listening to the Indy Media Show on RTRFM 92.1. Indy Media. Just jumping off that point, this is, of course, a long-running, ideologically-fuelled battle, I would certainly argue, between the conservative end of politics and the construction union and other militant unions. We've uh, seen the Australian Building Construction Commission in the Howard era and so on. Speak to that uh, broader question of the coalition's attacks on, I guess, trade union rights, trade union principles, and, and using this trade union Royal Commission as a battering ram to attack unions more generally. Well, clearly, uh, you know, we've had conservative governments in the past, and clearly they've always um, made it clear they didn't like unions, they didn't like unions that stood up for their members, and didn't like unions that fought back. But I have to say, this government, and our vision is, our union's vision, this government is probably the worst we've ever seen. Not only do they um, don't like unions, they've made it very clear, as far as they're concerned, unions do not have a right to exist. We cannot coexist with this government. That's what they've made clear. And they're willing to do anything to destroy or weaken unions in this country. In fact, um, we've seen unprecedented action from a government. They are willing to destroy whole industries because they're unionised. And, you know, from our point of view, that's why they watch the vehicle industry um, being destroyed and, and, and leave this country because it was a unionised industry. And they're willing to not help the shipbuilding industry because it's a unionised industry. And therefore, as part of that program, they're willing to set up royal commissions, uh, set up government agencies, fund them for millions of dollars to um, harass uh, unions, to try and intimidate organisers and shop stewards and members who want to stand up for themselves, who want to stand up for safety. And we've got a situation this week where we've got an official who has been dragged in court because he went on a construction job as part of a suicide prevention strategy where we had people worried about a, a worker uh, who was talking about committing suicide. He went on the job to deal with that matter and now he's been dragged in a court, been um, sued by a government agency for attempting to save a worker's life. That's how bad it is. That's taxpayers' money being used to harass an official who has done something that every decent Australian would want to do, which is intervene when someone was talking about committing suicide. And so this is our, this sort of outrageous behaviour we're dealing with from this government because clearly 
they don't believe that, that unions have a right to exist. They want to destroy unions, and they certainly want to destroy unions that are effective. Now, briefly, Mr O'Connor, I did want to turn to another issue, namely the question of the free trade agreement signed in June between Australia and China. Now, some senior Abbott government ministers have made some shrill noises in Parliament accusing the CFMU of racism for being opposed to this free trade agreement. Again, it's probably an issue that maybe seems very complex to a lot of listeners, but could you briefly explain you know, what, from your point of view, is wrong with this agreement? We've seen the CFMU ads on television, for instance, highlighting the fact that Chinese companies don't have to advertise jobs locally. Is that sort of your main concern with the agreement? Our main concern is this. So, firstly, apart from... Uh, our indigenous brothers and sisters, everybody else is either a son or daughter of a migrant, either the last generation or six or seven or eight generations ago. So this is a country of our indigenous people and, and migrants. And so, and we're, we're a pro-migration, uh, uh, immigration union. Like we, we think we should be bringing people from around the world here to help build this country and build the, the community we live in. And we think that's a great thing. And, and our membership is reflective of that. We're a very multicultural union. But what we're opposed to is bringing people into this country on a short-term basis so they can be exploited by employers. And we've seen time after time people being brought in short-term visas, not permanent migration, but short-term migration, where workers are brought in and at times being paid as little as $4 an hour. Now, tonight we're going to see on four corners a whole range of people being exploited in 7-Eleven stores, which I understand where people are being paid $10 an hour. Often people, again, who are brought here on a short-term basis. Now, what the Chinese free trade government does, it makes it easier, even easier, for employers in this country to bring in Chinese workers here on a short-term basis so they can be exploited. So jobs that should go to locals first anyway could be given to people being brought in from overseas who can't stand up for themselves because if they say anything at all about their safety, about their pay and conditions, um, they'll be deported by the employer. And we've got already enough of that exploitation going on. We've got over a million people in this country with temporary work rights from overseas who haven't got the full rights that all, all that Australians enjoy. And this Chinese free trade agreement makes it open slather. And that's something we have to stop. We want to protect. When if people are coming into this country, they've got to be looked after properly. And if there are job opportunities, they should be going to local people first, young people, Indigenous people in Indigenous communities, older workers who have recently uh, suffered redundancy, they're the sort of people who need to be trained or retrained for job opportunities. And if we do need to bring people in from China or anywhere else in the world on a short-term basis because we need their skills, they need to be treated with dignity, with respect, and be paid and have the same ways and conditions as people who work here and not be exploited. So that's our main concern. And for the government to try and accuse us of being racist and xenophobic is a disgrace because we're the organisation, along with other trade unions, that stand up for uh, workers from overseas when they are nowhere to be seen. And we fight against racism. We fight against xenophobia. That's our history. Unlike the Liberal Party, it's like the home of xenophobia. And I, you know, when I look at any of the big issues when it came to race, where progressives fought um, racist tendencies in this country... Well, the CFMU was always on the good side and the progressive side. I didn't see the Liberal Party in most of those blues. If anything, they were either on the other side or they were missing in action.